Welcome to the BrokerCast presented by Vertica Systems. The podcast is built for business brokers by business brokers. Each week we sit down with new pros in the industry to learn their secrets, get tips, tricks, insights, and more, and how you can become a better broker and close more deals faster. Now here are your hosts, Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Hey everybody, welcome back to another great episode of the BrokerCast hosted by myself, Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Josh, say hello to the folks at home. Hey everybody, welcome back. And this week, this week's episode, we're sitting down with Ron Epstein. Ron is a seasoned SBA broker and right. we've have been back and forth for quite some time, getting a little bit more information, learning more about Ron and his career and how he has helped so many business brokers be able to help their clients win more deals, close more deals faster. And without, with that being said, I want to do a little station identification regarding closing more deals faster. This podcast is proudly sponsored by Vertica Systems, the all-in-one business broker CRM that does in fact help you close more deals faster every single time you log in. And if you're looking to learn more about Vertica Systems, we're going to put a link to that in the show notes and you can hop on a demo with us today and get that information and get yourself set up with a new CRM that's going to help you make more money every single time. So without further ado, Ron, welcome to the show. How are you? What's going on? What's your story? Well, thanks for having me. Appreciate it very much. Our story is... uh Number one, we can we do deals both SBA and conventional, all in all fifty states, and uh, we have I have a satellite office in San Francisco as well. I'm in Fort Lauderdale. The company I partner with on every deal is in Boca Raton, but we all work on deals throughout the entire United States. What 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 I'd like to uh, put out there that sets us apart is that when a deal is given to us by a business broker, uh, number one, we get all the information. We pre-qualify the buyer. We do all the cash flows. Uh, we do all the credit work, and we do an extensive write-up and then decide which capital provider, based on what geographic area and what industry, is best suited for that particular deal. And because of that, we have a 90, 90, over a 90% success rate, and we can usually tell upfront whether or not a deal is going to go through. We, there is nothing for the business broker to do from the buyer side once they turn the buyer over to us. That's pretty awesome. And I know because like, you know, a lot of people who are probably listening to this episode, they're going to be like, Oh, great. Another loan broker. You know, I get, I get, I get phone calls like a diamond. These guys are a dime a dozen. So, you know, the fact that you, you know, you have this unique, unique side of your business where you handle everything from soup to nuts versus just taking the deals and passing them off. And, you know, if it, if it hits, it hits, if not, it's not, you know, whatever, you know, instead of being the middleman, you're actually doing the grunt work. So how did you like get into this and make yourself more distinguished in this space versus all the other guys that we get hounded with? Well, I didn't, well, we were put in the same pot with, with all the other guys and typically working with business brokers many years ago, they were saying what you just brought out. Oh, another guy to that says he can do something. So, so I partnered with this company in called Commercial Finance Partners in Boca Raton. We have an extensive credit department. We have a lot of people that work on these deals. We do a lot of cash flow on them. Make sure that uh, not only. Uh, is the cash flow is there, the service, the debt that we're talking about? Well, we look at the global cash flow 
to make sure that the buyer doesn't have to bleed the business he's looking at buying in order to make the deal work. So um, we th- that's basically what we do. Um, I get we get a lot of referrals from banks that don't want that didn't want to do a deal. Bankers today typically cannot see cannot see outside the box. Mm. They they don't have uh, the expertise. Uh, they feed it into a computer, and the computer tells them whether or not to do the deal. So 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 it, it make it's very interesting what we do, and we relieve the broker from getting any information from the buyer, and, and we take it from soup to nuts once the buyer is turned over to us. We don't ask for any fees up front, and uh, we usually can get a deal expedited over what it normally takes, especially on the SBA side. That's pretty interesting because you mentioned how like bankers today, and I totally get that. Like People don't want to think anymore, and they'd rather just feed it through the computer and have the AI or have something, the algorithm deal with it. But sometimes the algorithm is wrong, and sometimes the person is actually qualified for the loan, and the bank is just like, nope, sorry, done. But it seems like you guys take that actual step in, you know, in using human intelligence versus artificial intelligence. And actually, Josh just wrote an article about this and posted on LinkedIn about human intelligence versus artificial intelligence and how people, you know, are not using their brains anymore. And I right. think that's really cool because, you know, if you're, if you're dealing with a bunch of people who want to buy businesses, but they, they go to the bank, the bank rejects them. And I totally get that because they, they pick up on one little nick that could deflect their credit score. Then you're, you're as we say in Polish, they're off Salachis, baby. They're out the door. <laughs> and exactly. so yeah, the, uh, you're absolutely correct. And, and what we do is we, we try to get all of the potential negatives up front. Right. And, and deal with them. So I tell everybody up front, we, I need you to help me so I can help you. If there's a negative out there, tell me about it because you're talking to us off the record, so to speak. Mm. Once you talk to a banker and, and they come up with a negative, you're, you're more or less that deal is, is dead. I, I totally get that too, because I understand, like I, I've dealt with bankers and I find that they're very linear. You know, you know, you, you, you understand what they're like. That's very, a kind word. Linear is a yes, very kind yes, word. It's a, it, 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 yes, fine. But you, they're, they're very linear in a sense where exactly is that if you have a negative and you know, one negative, they'd be like, nope, but you can have like, but you can have a million other positive ticks on your, on your, on your score. And so the fact that people come to you and you're going through an auditing like manually and you're making sure that everything is correct and everything makes sense, you know, one guy who would be rejected by the bank could end up getting like a six figure loan from you to buy the business. So to correct. speak. Yes. Yes. And it's important to know that not only do we do SBA, but we also do conventional as well. What would be the need for a a a, a buyer to to go for a conventional loan versus well, sometimes SBA? Sometimes, if you do a conventional, I can get a fixed rate for oh. a period of time. Where SBA today is a ten year term loan on a business acquisition with mm. a variable rate that's adjusted on a quarterly basis. And as you're probably well aware of today, yes. that's approaching eleven percent. Yeah. So, it, so, so in some cases, you're saying it's better to get the, the other loan versus the SBA because you're not. It all, yes. Every, every, every deal is different. 
Uh, and if there's real estate involved rather than right. uh, a rental, it's a it's a whole different ball game as well. We do we do both seven A and five O four. Oh, wow. which are cool. which are SBA deals. Yes, that's very cool. Ask you a question and, from and, deal, work, if you don't and mind. We, and, we, and we work with about thirty different cap what I call capital providers. It's not only banks. There there are other uh, capital providers other than banks that do these deals as well. That's pretty cool. You had a question. Uh, let me ask Josh. you a question. Yeah, sure. So, I, as as many people know, I'm a retired business broker. You know, I look look kind of young, but yeah, I, I I had 15 years working as a business broker, okay. and I've dealt a lot in the past with uh, with uh, loan brokers. And one of the biggest challenges that I always had as a business broker getting loans for my customers was the 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 cash element in deals, um, convenience stores, laundromats, restaurants. You name it, the average mom and pop shop, they do tax returns. And the objective of anyone to write up a tax return is I want to pay as little money as possible in taxes. And there's always going to be a component of cash income that they're not reporting. Do you have the ability to to help people by showing the bank, even though it's not on the tax return, what their real income rather their reported income is? Only that that's a great question, only to a certain degree. Um, let me say this up front so that you understand. We usually don't get involved in deals on business brokerage that is under <clears throat> that is less than two hundred and fifty thousand. That so makes most, sense. Most of the average deal that we do is probably between uh, seven hundred and fifty and five million. So. So and so on those types of deals, uh, Joshua, we don't run into too much of what you're talking about as cash off the books. And, you know, I tell I tell the seller up front, look, you've already got the cash off the books. You got paid on it once. You're not going to get paid on it again. (laughs) I mean, enough is enough, you know. So so, you know, the, the thing that we have difficulty with with business brokers is as you know they're always trying to put as many ad backs as possible on the deal to show that it cash flows even more so and and uh some you know a lot of the times we don't accept some of those ad backs because you know like lunches for 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 the owner i mean that's that should not be an ad back there are there are a lot of ad backs that are legitimate so we vet those as well. That's that's what that's one of the things that we do. We vet all of these things and point these things out to the bank. If you point out to a capital provider up front what the problems are, it's a lot easier to overcome them than what they see because a credit guy sitting at a bank is only looking for a way not to do the deal. That makes a lot of sense. And, and, and again, what you said too, like the, the, the guy at the bank is, is looking for a way not to give you the money. They don't want to give you the money. Well, even though well, they're going to make all, money. All of, the, you. all of the young people that I work with at the different banks that have these MBAs, all they are, are order takers. They, they can't <laughs> even, they cannot read a financial statement. They know That's how. Hilarious. Yeah. Well, this is what, this is what we've come to. That's hilarious. And, but so then it's interesting. So it seems like a lot of people would want to come work with you because you, you work, you have, you, you give them an opportunity to get funded 
Um, whereas going directly to the bank or even going directly to maybe even cash advance is probably not the best option. Yeah. The and, business brokers that we work with, uh, love the situation. Uh, the repeat business is fantastic. The hardest thing, as you pointed out before, is talking to new business brokers who say, Oh, here's another guy. You know, I'll put him in the list with the other 30 that called me. Well, I think it's the value proposition. I mean, come, my, my, I'm a marketer and, and this is what I do. I do this with Josh. I actually have my own agency and I do. And as, as a marketer, you know, you want in order to differentiate yourself, you always want in, in for businesses, for any businesses, whether nonprofit or for profit, you want to be able to show that value proposition, what makes you unique and special. I always ask my clients, I say, what makes you so special? Why should I give a crap about you? Why should anybody give a crap about you? And when you lay that value proposition down and you show them that this is what you do and this is what makes you different and unique and why you're successful versus going like the other guys who are just a dime a dozen then it brings out more value and more reason to to want to work with you. And Correct. I think that you have a lot of that based on, you know, what we've been talking about. And so it's very cool to see that you aren't you aren't just another regular SBA guy out there who's saying, hey, I can get you this loan. I'm going to pass it off to so-and-so at the bank and never going to hear from you again. You're holding- now, it's, it's, it so happens that my specialty, uh, which I do, for, which accounts for about – 45 to 50 percent of all the business that I do is in the healthcare industry. Yeah, I was and about to ask you, what's yes, your, what's your other, niche? It, it, well, the, I love the healthcare industry, uh, only because in this, in, especially in Florida, there are a lot of, <laughs> older, there are a lot of older physicians that are looking to sell their practice. And it, and it requires someone that understands the healthcare industry to be able to facilitate that. And I've been in the healthcare industry for over 30 years, so I certainly understand what goes on, whether it should be a stock purchase or an asset purchase, and wow. all the credentialing, et cetera, et cetera. That's really cool. Wait, so you've been in you, your main – I was going to ask you, like, what's your main niche of, of that you end, that you broker in? But you've been doing – you've been in healthcare for 30 years? Yes. Yes, oh, I, wow. started, I started Clear Lake in 1986 with wow. – um, and I was a joint venture with 75 physicians at a major hospital chain. But I found oh. out very, very quickly dealing with 75 physicians are, are all chiefs and no Indians. So it's, it's kind of tough. So that anyway, a lot of sense. no, it was very successful, but I left there uh, and, and, and just uh, started out doing uh, imaging centers, clinics, you know, here, here in, uh, in the States, we have a, um, we we have an either an urgy care center or a clinic on every corner. Yeah, that makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. Well, especially in Florida too. I mean, because you got so many like older people well, down there. Correct. That that's awesome. But there's a lot of other states that are like that too. I mean, you've got you know Arizona and you've got Texas. Uh, uh, right now, we're doing some things uh, with uh, concierge practices in, in South Carolina. So. Uh, we do we do deals all over the country. That's pretty cool. But I mean, again, the fact that you have a niche and you have a, you have the experience in there that also shows like more value to what you're doing, and not just saying I take on any any guy who's looking to bro- who's looking to sell a business and let's see what we can do for you. But also, I found it interesting that you don't touch anything that's below two fifty. And no, you know what? It requires the same amount of level of work to do a deal under two fifty 
as over 250. Uh, and, and it's just not worth it at that point. Less pay. And, Less well, not pay. only that, but I find that the people who are looking for businesses under 250, it's hard to get them caught. Their credit is not what it should be. That makes sense they're, too. They're, they're, they're inject, their equity injection. They're always looking for someone to help them with. So it, it's a lot easier to work with deals that are larger. Well, the same thing works with uh, business brokers. I, I spend the same amount of time on small deals than I did with big deals. Sure. Big deals work on their own and they make more money. So it definitely makes sense. Oh, for sure. Yes. So I guess my, my question to you is, as we're wrapping and, and lastly, up, just to let you know, yeah. um, working with business brokers, I also do pay out a decent referral fee. So, so because, you know, the business, as you both know, business brokers make a fair amount of money on selling a business. So why they need that extra percentage is beyond me, but uh, I guess people are greedy in the long run. Fair enough. So I guess the the other the last question I want to ask you before we wrap this up is what advice would you give to somebody who's looking to get in the business brokerage world and has and and needs to contact you and wants to partner with you in, in a sense? What advice would you give them? Well, I I would assume that they would be with a business brokerage firm at that point, not be an independent. So, so, you know, the only advice I would give, I mean, I, I would love to speak to people like that and, and put them in the right direction, depending where they are with a particular firm that can, that can help them. Uh, I, I, most of the business brokers, if not all of them that I work with, uh, I don't, I don't ever have run across anyone that's an independent per se. Oh, interesting. Unless you're working specifically with, with brokerage firms and these guys are, are working under the firm. Well, I'm working with with business brokers that are that are part of a firm, but I don't work with the firm itself. I work with the business broker, but they are part of the firm. Interesting. Well, this yeah. was cool. I'm I'm so happy we sat down with you. You 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 really opened up my mind to to the the difference between really doing it right and then just being a cookie cutter carbon copy of these type of things. Yeah, and and I, and I want to impress upon you the other thing. I, I sent you a slideshow. I don't know if you've had a chance to see it. I, I think I sent it to Joshua. I'm not sure. But but also, we also provide working capital, lines of credit, uh, debt refinancing. I mean, we, we do it all. The only thing I don't get involved in is equity. Everything mm-hmm. I do is debt. So and that, and not only in healthcare, but in all the other industries as well. Why why don't you deal with that specifically? With equity? Yeah. Um, it's just not my it's not my forte. Um, I find that uh, on equity deals in the past, you work on it for a long time, and somehow it falls apart. Right, I hear. Well, Ron, it was really a pleasure sitting down with you. I learned a lot from you, and I'm sure our listeners are going to love this. And I'm going to put your contact information in the show notes. So anybody who's looking to get in touch with you about what you do, now people know what you do versus, you know, just assuming what you do. I, uh-huh. Someone once told me a long time ago, don't assume. You just make an ass out of you and me. Exactly. And so now, well, now I we sur- know what I you really do. I certainly appreciate both of you having me on. It's a pleasure Speaking with you, the most important thing I want to say to you is stay safe. 
Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Thanks for listening to another great episode of the Brokercast, powered by Vertica Systems and hosted by Sean Littman and Josh Factor. Tune in next week as we sit down with another great power hitter in the brokerage world. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on all major podcasting platforms. And to learn more about Vertica, visit www.verticacrm.com.